hit the subscribe button and the notification bell right now so you never miss an episode of Operation Truth. Send us an email, ask your questions, and very possibly we'll address your question on the air. Operation Truth, the show they don't want you to see. Now, here's your host, Lou. I'm Tom Fuentes, co-host of the Operation Truth podcast. My partner, Lou Palumbo, could not make it at the last minute. So right now it's going to be just me uh, and introducing our first segment, which is going to be Christian Briggs. He has a lot to talk about regarding a number of financial topics. So Christian, go ahead and come in. Um, well, thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me here. I really appreciate everybody on today on this. We're going to kind of talk to you a little bit about that CBC stuff that we kind of have alluded to and trying to go get deep down into the thick of things, talk about just exactly how fast this is migrating onto, uh, I want to say, an everyday world. And we're going to be able to dive into that today. I, I was able to, as you know, Tom, get some good documents, which clearly outlines what the Fed now is trying to do, which is the platform which integrates the understanding of ease and efficiency and consumer Consumer services for commercial accounts from commercial banks of all sides, whether they're small regional credit unions or large scale banks onto the Fed now payment system platform. So today we're going to dive right into it. I know we're also going to in the second half going to be talking about some other good stuff. But for now, we can start with uh, with kind of like the Fed, what the Fed's trying to do. And Tom, I know that you and I spoke about this and Lou and many people around the world now are starting to get it. The Fed now is nothing more than an integrated platform that gives efficiency, speed of use, uh, money transfers and payments in a lightning speed transactional platform. The thing about it is, though, and I can tell you firsthand, and I was with a member, a senior member of the American Bankers Association uh, with just recently with a member of Congress, United States Congress, where he clearly said that the Fed now is a direct competitor to commercial banks. And again, we state that why would you why would you do business with a direct competitor when you hand them all your accounts? Account names uh, were supposedly redacted. In other words, they're not going to have access to the account names, but they'll have the account numbers, and they'll have all the transaction history. And that by itself is extremely alarming. So, I don't know how far how deep listeners want to understand what's going on, but we'll certainly today be able to talk to that uh, and then go even further, Tom. Okay, you can go ahead into it. I think we have uh, you have so much to talk about today. We might uh, not want to waste any time and just have you get to it. Let me go right here. Okay, so what is what is the Fed now? That's the number one thing. It says right here. Okay, so let's go. Let me jump into it. So for everybody listening, let me just kind of give you a heads up on the uh, the actual overview of what what the Fed now is. The implications of Fed now and the eventual transition to CBDs is a no-brainer. This is forthcoming. The launch of the Federal Reserve's instant digital payment system, otherwise called Fed now, is setting the stage for a potential shift to central bank digital currencies in the United States. While Fed now is not a digital currency, and we all know this, it clearly provides the necessary infrastructure for a future transition. That this is what raises concerns. Like when you start to think about what people are more worried about, is it the open borders? Is it the inflation? Is it the high taxation, which is going to start taking effect more and more each year as we run these deficits up? Is it the CRT in schools? It's all of that. But those are distractions a lot of times. They're creating a problem 
And then they say, well, we have the cure. So let's go ahead and try to overstate the problem further and further because these problems mask what the real issue is controlling the wealth. If they control the wealth, they control you. So the concerns that are being raised and the broader implica- and the broader implications of such a shift and its potential impact on society, the economy and the individual privacy is what's at stake here. This is what people need to realize. It's not even the fact that we have all of the other bad things happening with the current administration. It's the introduction of CBDs, CBDCs, will absolutely affect the monetary policy and will affect financial stability. Financial stability in the sense that they're going to strip away all the cash that's used in society, in other words, in commerce. They're going to be able to then to have a huge amount of overviewing of all of your transactions or all of the history of payments, which you pay for, how you do it. They're doing all of these things under the skies of that this is efficient, it's safer, it's better for you, and you're going to be happier too. The widespread adoption of CBDCs will lead to people opting to hold digital currencies directly with the central bank instead of depositing funds in commercial banks. You understand what I just said? That means that you will no longer have a physical dollar. You will no longer have something of physical of payment. It's all going to be about controlling the amount of wealth you create by systematically adopting globally CBDCs. So whether you're doing domestic or international payments or trading or sales, what they want to do is to limit your ability to flow the amount of cash in your business. That's number one. That's why they're going after the commercial accounts because it usurped Congress. Okay, it usurped Congress in such a way that they were able to build this entire platform for years now, come out with this thing without congressional approval. So what they're trying to do then is to limit your wealth growth by limiting the ability for you to take out cash in your account. You won't be able to do that. Once you get this mass adoption around the world, all the governments will centralize this. That's the whole point of centralized payment systems is to centralize the ability to transact. No more ta- no more anonymity, no more autonomous. It's all about what the government allows you to do. They'll limit you on things that they feel are not within the best interest of society or at least their society or the way they think and the way they talk is, is clearly where the direction they're going. So the introduction of these things will have a profound effect on your ability to transact in things that you may find that are now objectable to governments around the world or a centralized government. And when you look at a CBDC, it will create a centralized digital record of all your transactions made with the currency. So no matter what it is, what currency, it'll be a unified or universal currency at some point. They'll unify the local currencies into a one single currency and once they do that, then they're going to have, there'll be no currency depreciation. There'll be, there'll be limitations on the ability to transact, but they're going to say there's going to be no more fraud. No more, no more's going to, no one's going to be able to steal your money. No one's going to be able to, to take away from you what you earned unless the government deems what you're doing with the money is not in their best interest or the things of which that they approve. So this would make it easier for central banks, government agencies, and potentially bad actors to track, monitor, and analyze individuals' financial transactions across the board. In other words, this thing is built. There are now 21 countries that have already implemented this. Such a surveillance will enable intrusive data mining profiling, which would clearly infringe on people's rights of privacy and have an unbelievable effect on the freedom of expression and association with various things like religion. Or it could have a... a 
way of which you vote that they don't like. And once they realize that you're voting in such a place that that is not positive or it contradicts their narrative of what they're telling people, just like that movie uh, V, remember moving yeah. for Vendetta, that was clearly where the government had taken over and the people had and the people had revolted against it. So the implementation of CBDs would require significant upgrades to existing payment systems and infrastructure. Duh, that's where the Fed now came in. See, all these banks in the United States and around the world are in systems like the SWIFT that's currently being used, which is an inferior platform that at best is banded together over the last 40 or 50 years to try to utilize the intercontinental systems of payment, right? So like, for example, when BIS, Bank of International Settlements, which conducts many of all the international transactions, especially the large-scale ones, is trying to connect all the banks around the world on a single or a singular platform called SWIFT. That SWIFT is a really bad platform. It does go down. It does break. It's not perfect. It's not efficient. So, so the central bank can need to ensure the security place at the, and the domestic level. And, and then soon we're going to build systems at the global level. That's what they're rebuilding the whole world to address all the concerns about cyber attacks, potential technology, and, and technology, technological failures. That's what they did. Instead, now they built a unbelievable, robust system that, for all intents and purposes, based on today's day and age of technical understanding is bulletproof. And what they're saying is they're going to take that on and globalize it. See, furthermore, central banks are going to need to address the issue of digital exclusion, right? Ensuring that all citizens have access to the necessary technology to participate in a CBDC-based economy. That's why the World Economic Forum sent out that June 23 white paper. Y'all have that. You've seen it. You've read it. We send it to people. Members of Congress have it. That's why they're introducing rapidly legislation to try to block this this stuff is already built. This question is how fast they'll implement it and be able to get it out in the masses so they have full adoption with full consumption. So when you look at what, what the Fed now is doing, it is the slow migration of commercial account information onto their platform. Once they collapse the bottom 2,000 banks, then those accounts are already migrated and will be easily accessible for the Fed now to have direct relationship with the consumer. And again, these are all things we're talking to on the show today, which are documented with either white papers, articles, or other people within the know that have clearly stated everything that we're talking to is clearly true, accurate, and is right on the money. So when you look at including, this, this is some of the things that you guys need to realize and the listeners need to understand. Providing access to digital devices in the internet as well as promoting digital literacy is the basis for why the Fed now came out to be able to get people used to the understanding that we are moving to a digital society. Listen, if it wasn't already built, the SEC commissioner a few months ago, as you all know, said on CNBC, why do we need more cryptocurrencies when the digital dollar, yen, and euro are already built? Well, last I checked, you can't build those things without congressional approval unless you went around to serve and did a workaround. The authority of the United States Congress is what they clearly did, because if they didn't do it, why are we putting legislation to block something that doesn't exist because you can't because the Fed is, is prohibited because Congress didn't give them the approval? So it's kind of like this. Why are we creating a vaccine for a non-existent virus? Well, the virus is created and they've launched it. You just don't know it yet. So the introductions of CBDCs will have major global implications 
necessitating international coordination and cooperation among all central banks and regulatory authorities. This is clearly already happening. This is already in those white papers that we all know, we've all read them, and they go back all the way from 2015 to the most, I would say, egregious one is the, is the Bank of International Settlements white paper, which was published in March of, of uh, 18 through its members and International Banking Consortium that shows clearly how they're going to come and they're going to implement the CBDCs through localized governments, localized being not the international, um, like the European Union, but they're going to go to each country and have them create many of the standardized localized CBDCs infrastructure. And then from there, they would then use an API that would be agnostic to integrate and connect all CBDC uh, individual unique of each country, which is what they're doing right now. And they tell you this, oh, it's going to be financial stability. It's going to be great efficient. All these things, these buzzwords continue to come out every day. But the bottom line is once they control the three aspects of your life, healthcare, transportation, and money, they've got you by the kahunis. So I would say this for anybody who doesn't understand or believe it, do your homework. Much of this is very readily at your fingertips. It's there. It's easily accessible. It's available for your reading and understanding. Remember that movie, Aaron Brockovich. I've used this before. They determined that PNG Electric of California was killing people through a leakage of certain types of heavy metals, chromium and various things. And she got all the information to prove she was right from a public waterworks station in Barstow, California, in the middle of nowhere. This information is at your fingertips. We, at this on this show, only say the things of which we can support through sources that are clearly identifiable, credible, and in the know. So as we continue to move here, this is what's really going to be alarming. As I'm going to give it to you right here, with the introduction of CBDCs, okay, listen to me, central banks will need to find new ways to, to control the money supply and manage interest rates, particularly in times of economic stress. Well, that's a no-brainer. You can do that with one global currency. There are no fluctuations in the value. There is no overstimulating. There is no inflation. If you don't spend it, you lose it. If you spend too much, well, you got nothing to fall back on. You can't. They can keep you contained, controlled in such an environment of a centralized way that you have no resources to go beyond what they give you. This is the reason why they tell you, oh, this is going to be, again, good for you, good for the market, good for everybody. Because now they don't have to worry about effectively managing the CBDC because there are no unintended consequences. There are going to be no runaway inflation, no deflation, no increased market volatility, no destabilization of an economy, which undermines, undermines public confidence in that government. That's the key. They'd be able to control every aspect of the financial monetary system because there are no variables. There are no things that can come in there and work havoc on the system because it's one currency, it's one government. So it's going to be called the Great Reset, which is how they reset the wealth inequality. In other words, this is the new world order. The world is in crisis, with political unrest and financially unstable countries trying to print their way to prosperity by taking on trillions of dollars of new debt. It's incredibly concerning. That's why you need to own silver as a hedge. So call today to receive the free hard asset information kit on how easy it is to own silver. Green energy demands will possibly turbocharge silver prices to 50, 100, even 300 an ounce, according to many experts around the world. Silver is a proven hedge against inflation. Since 1971, silver has returned over 11% to an average yearly. Silver is a proven wealth preservation for hundreds of years. 
Hard Asset Management is a trusted leader in precious metals and rare coins for nearly 40 years. We have the guaranteed lowest prices, fast and easy ordering, expedited shipping, with award-winning customer service available 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. CST, Monday through Friday. So protect yourself from the chaos. Invest in stability with Hard Asset Management. Call now and get your free Hard Asset Management information kit on how easy it is for you to own silver. 844-426-4653. 844-426-4653. Christian, uh, you know, you mentioned Congress basically didn't approve this or the, or they're go the Fed is going around with congressional authority. Now that Congress knows that this has happened, what are they going to do next? Which committee will take the lead in possibly holding hearings on this and bringing in people to tell them what's happening and how they're implementing this? Thomas, that was one of the best questions I've ever heard. And I wish I had, a, I wish I had an answer with you. I will tell you this. Senator Bill Haggerty of Tennessee, Congressman Mark Green, Tennessee. I know Senator Marsha Blackburn is also deeply concerned. And there are a few others, obviously, in Congress. These I happen to know personally, and they're standout rock star people who understand we cannot have this. And they've all talked, and they've put, they put forth either legislation or certainly an effort to, to stop this thing. And I think that there's other members of Congress. I know Warren Davidson has also introduced bills. Uh, Andy Ogles of Tennessee, Congressman Andy Ogles, of course, of Tennessee, has introduced bills recently. Ron DeSantis, governor, of course, Florida, has introduced. I think what you have to do is we have to get the word out like any like any responsible person does is get the word out that allows us as a as a a, a, a nation to in a society that believes in the freedom of individual rights and that freedom is not just expressed at the pulpit not expressed by a open carry handgun but is also expressed by the financial value that we have and how we make our money how we keep it how we invest it how we enrich our families our friends and how we spend it and what we do with it is our own business. Obviously, as long as it's legal and it's, you know, we all here know that by the book is the only way to go. But they're talking about taking us to a level of such surveillance that I think these politicians are realizing that this isn't just about a select few that will be coming under this rule of tyranny. Everybody would be included in this. I don't think political parties are, are one more as effective than the other. And we've used this statement before, when evil is challenged, that it gets deeper ingrained into their agenda. In other words, <clears throat> climate change, a perfect example. They've been saying since 1969, the world was going to end every five to seven years. Well, I checked, last I checked, it's still here. But yet when you push back, they seem to get more evil or they get more hostile or they get more, more vile in some of the rhetoric and the things that they do. But we've got to push back and we've got to say that this country is built on such freedoms where the government works for the people, not the people work for the government, that eventually people are going to take notice and they're going to stand up and we're going to slow this down and we're going to stop it. But make no mistake about it. Everybody on this show today and everybody listening, our producer is going to be uh, attaching some documents to this show that clearly talk to prove the point clearly without any that you don't have to have any left of imagination for interpretation of what we're talking to to show you all the past shows any the other podcasters tom who have talked about other show hosts about what's coming and people have started to 
wake up a little bit. First, there was a lot of pushback. Now there's waking up. But we will we will gladly associate documents with this show to sh- to talk to exactly how fast this is coming. And members of Congress, and there's a lot more of them. I, I mentioned just a few that I know personally uh, and have had some interaction with and spoken to about because they also believe that as a nation, we need to come together over this. Because remember, it's just a handful of people trying to control the vast majority of of us in such a way that would create a, a utopia society of socialists and communists that would work differently than any time in history because they're going to do it different. And I'm not sure how two and two will ever not equal four, but somehow they figured that the math that they've got is better than the math we've had for thousands of years and that we're to follow blindly and just accept this new math and this new way of life. So congressional support is not only needed, it's warranted and it's critical to keep America the land of the free. Silver is a proven wealth preservation for hundreds of years. Hard Asset Management is a trusted leader in precious metals and rare coins for nearly 40 years. We have the guaranteed lowest prices, fast and easy ordering, expedited shipping, with award-winning customer service available 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. CST, Monday through Friday. So protect yourself from the chaos. Invest in stability with Hard Asset Management. Call now and get your free Hard Asset Management information kit on how easy it is for you to own silver. 844-426-4653. 844-426-4653. So as of now, you don't know specifically when Congress is going to start taking action. When they come back in session uh, after Labor Day, has anything been scheduled or are they talking about trying to schedule hearings on the subject or legislative initiatives on the subject? Tom, I have a feeling that and I wasn't trying to side skirt the question earlier, but let me answer it in a very careful manner. I do believe that hearings are going to be set because the legislation that's been introduced by many members of, of Congress is going to warrant it. And I think that the fast tracking of the introduction of what's coming and what's happening now is going to make them understand it's time sensitive. So I'm going to say yes to your question. I, I, I believe there are hearings coming. When? I have no idea. But I do want people to know your members of Congress and there are members in both parties are concerned beyond what a normal level of concern should be, which gives me hope that the bipartisan support that I've heard and seen so far can be broadened. Now, Right now, the 99% of the, the support to stop this has come from the Republican side, but I have heard that through some sources that there are other members of the Democratic Party, not a lot yet, but there are some that are deeply concerned about this and have joined forces saying, look, if there's any one partisan thing that we need to come together on and be bipartisan, this is the issue. And there's a lot of issues that they can come together on, but this is critical to the one because this is the infrastructure of, of all the way of life that we have. If we have no access to the money we earn or to be able to earn, then we basically are left with what? I mean, at that time, at that point, what do you have left with? Living off the land, trying to be self-sufficient? Let's be realistic. Up to a point that's, that is possible, up to a point, unless you want to go and live in such a way that would be a very hostile environment, let's say. So we have to have these systems of banks and the way we transact now to uh, to be able to function in society. And I believe, and I know this, 
everybody's concerned about this. Hopefully everybody will do something about it. Yeah, I think this goes to the World Economic Forum mission statement that by 2030, you will own nothing and be happy. So I think that's the ultimate Marxist goal of all of this. You are correct. The ultimate in the short run. I should I should go in the short run. The uh, the Fed now in in the system of facilitating international payments and transactions like that. That's a great thing. Won't question that. That'll be much more efficient than what we've had. It'll save a lot of people a lot of time and money uh, if that works like that. I'm talking about the long term goal, which is basically to use this as you know to get into the CBDC. Uh, currency system and have basically the Fed control it. Correct. That is correct. And and so I'll leave it at this. When you have this thing come about and it's coming, once they control your wealth, they'll control you. We will push back on this, Tom. Make no mistake about it. We will push back. And with the with the right members of Congress, and again, there are some good ones. I pointed out a few that I know there are many members I don't know that also feel strongly about this. They will come together because this isn't about us. It's about our kids and our grandkids and their kids. So we have to have a bipartisan support. And it's not about a political party. It's not about a liberal versus conservative. This is a threat that all Americans face. So any of the listeners out there that are faced with the understanding, do I actually accept the things like this that are coming and, and try to stop this? Absolutely. We got to stop this. What we do, we, as a country, we came together in 9-11. We, we did do some things that were incredibly monumental that, that benefited this country, and we can do this again. So I would implore everybody out there to call your local congressman or your state senator and say, listen, you don't want this. This is not, this is not good. A handful of people want it to control the wealth, to control the people, and that's, a, that's a, what this country stands for. And then we will not tolerate having communism, which then would create a state of utter dependence and ultimately a very depressed way of living and with no hope. So I believe we're all going to come together. Uh, you know, for those of you that want to make comments, which we will discuss uh, amongst ourselves and maybe, you know, on the air also, is send an email to operationtruthofficial at gmail.com or make your comments on, you know, on whatever platform you're watching. So if it's YouTube, put in the comment section, um, whatever you think of anything that's been said or proposed, uh, you know, in our podcast. So this is the Operation Truth podcast. We hope that what you're hearing, you'll, uh, you know, take note of, and it will at least cause you to be interested into even finding out more, because obviously we can't cover these subjects in the amount of detail that's necessary, or to simplify it for a general understanding. Some of these Financial issues are very complex, so please take the time, look into more of that. If you're uh, if you're curious, look at other web pages. Look at the links that we're going to include down below that substantiate many of the statements that have been made uh, in the last few weeks on this program. Thank you.